This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, hey, y'all. This one is explicit. Jessica! What's up, Elsa? What's up? What's up? (laughs) Oh my God. This is going to be such a good one. We have so much to talk about. And I just kind of want to hear a little bit of a story coming from you, though. Um, I heard, or at least I heard through the grapevine, which was you. That's me. I am the grapevine. (laughs) (laughs) That you went to yoga, dude. You went to yoga. I know. I always tell Elsa that I don't do yoga. Well, first of all, I should say that in college, um, this is going to be a much longer story than it needs to be, but I'll just say that my last semester, I was three credits shy and I couldn't have all three credits in one class. So I ended up having to take yoga, ceramics and, um, chorus. Okay. And so I have had yoga training on some level, even though I was, I ended up pregnant, which is a whole nother story. So I was eight months pregnant when I graduated college, but also doing yoga. So like I couldn't do like the tree pose and all this other stuff, but I I do know yoga. It's not that I hate yoga. I just never have time to exercise. Period. So anyway, Scott's cousin um is a, is like been doing yoga like nobody's business, and her body's banging. And she decided she wanted to teach a class. So last night, having no training, no practice, nothing whatsoever, she decided she wanted to do a yoga class. And you know, I wanted to go support her because, um you know, we're the Jews. The Jews always have a family business. Her father has a dry cleaning business. All she's ever done is work in a dry cleaning. Then they bought a tanning salon. All she's ever done is work in a tanning salon. So I'm so proud of her that she was like training and wanting to do something that's all but all her own. That's just Robin's and not Greenberg family business. Right. Mm, so yep. I was so excited for her. I didn't even care if she fell on her face. I would just be like, <laughs> go Robin, go. Right. So, um, she did really well. She had a lot of little extras. I don't know that you do. Like, for example, at the beginning when we were all like laying there resting, she came around and like rubbed our neck with something um, lavendery and um, kind of icy. It was great. It was called China Gel. And then at the end, we're all sweating our tits off. She had um, <laughs> like a washcloth that we had been dipped in ice and some kind of essential oils. She put it over our forehead. It was uh, so nice and relaxing. And she had a play. She had a banging playlist. It was a great. Play- she probably worked really hard on the playlist. The thing she was missing that I think you need either the training for or just the practice is like, it was supposed to be a beginner's class. I was going to over the refresh, like, okay, what's downward dog again? What's Cobra again? But she didn't practice or hasn't said enough how to do those poses. Mm -hmm. So she would go, okay, next is Cobra. Can you see me? This is how Mm -hmm. you do it. Can you see me? Instead of like, chin towards the ceiling, arch your back, right, right. palms firmly on the floor. Like none of that was said. And so I could see her, but like, and so I was, and, and also I remembered, but a lot of the people in the class were like, wait, I don't know how to do that. Hold on. It's kind of dark in here. I can't see. It was hard for her. And, I, and so she was starting to get more, the longer it went, the more nervous she got because she knew like that part was missing. Uh-huh. So, so yeah. And she also had a reading she had prepared that she was like too embarrassed to do it. But at the end she was just like, no, it's over. 
<laughs> you know, like it tells if she was, it was over. So I get when I gave her that feedback, um, I came home and I was like, how could she? Pra- I, I invited her over to practice on me so that I could say, tell me where to put my hands, tell me where to put my feet. And then I was like, hold on, I know somebody who's a yoga teacher. Who do I know? <laughs> That's a yoga teacher. Wait, Elsie. Elsie's a yoga teacher. Now, I have to admit something to you. Uh-huh. I'm not embarrassed to admit this because I know you've listened to my show since it started, right? Yeah. I've never listened to your show before, Elsie. Dude, that's all right. It's not like people... Because I don't do yoga. What I know. What I listen for, right? So I thought, let me just hear Elsie's show. Maybe it's something that could really help Robin, <laughs> right? So I turn... So I... Oh, my God. I turn it on. Dude, you are... No joke with the <laughs> yoga. Not only because I mean, because I've been to yoga classes and the girl that I took in college, she was like very relaxing and breathe. And Elsie is like, woo, that thing is good. <laughs> Elsie's like, yes, ah, arch that back. Bring it up to the sky. Yeah, reach for the sky. Like, I've never heard anybody do yoga with so much like vigor. <laughs> before and i was like i want robin to hear but she's gonna be scared to death that she's terrible because that was amazing i don't know that i mean i want her to hear you because i feel like if she emanated even even an eighth of what you do it would be a huge improvement but you are obviously a yogini and yoginis and i was just like Oh man, why have I never listened to this? The whole, I mean, of course I respect you because you're my friend and I love you and because I know what a great podcaster you are and that you're great technically, but I didn't realize what a great podcaster you are. Like just your, your great yoga skills. Oh my God, dude. Thank you so terrible? much. Thank you I so feel, much. I feel like the biggest schmuck for not having listened to you before though. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Cause it's like you, people use it to do stuff, you know? And I've, I don't know. I don't really tell anybody to listen to my, my yoga podcast. Cause you don't really tell people to listen to a yoga podcast unless no. it's about, unless you're teaching a, no. You know what I mean? Like you're teaching yeah. philosophy it's, or something. It's just literally, I know your, I know your show is just you teaching yoga classes. And so I was just like, why would I listen to that? Unless I wanted to do a yoga class. Right. It never occurred to me to listen just to hear what you were like, because <laughs> I already had the respect for you that I needed. I didn't need to go the extra mile. <laughs> and yet now that I have, I want to do a whole class. <laughs> I really want to like experience an LC yoga class. Oh my God. Now it's so fun. Class. It's they're so oh fun, God. dude. They're How so have fun. I never done this before. I mean, like, <laughs> oh my God. It's like tasting a strawberry for the first time. <laughs> oh my God. You're so kind. You I'm going to have to, I wish for the rest of your life. <laughs> I wish that there was a, what do you call it? Um, audio reviews on the, on iTunes because then yeah, I would yeah. just ca- cover you. No, but honestly, yeah, it, uh, that's right. one of the things that really, I got that kind of thing. I got taught by my teachers. They were very, yes. you know, they were really clear about how to guide and, and which ways to do it. And I get excited. And plus the reason that Elsie's yoga class started is because it was a live experience. So in the last few classes, I've had to do that on my own. Like I've had to come up with the ability to inspire without anybody in front of me. Whereas the majority of those classes are all done with people in front of me. So if I see people who are like about to die, I have to give them a reason 
to keep yeah. reaching. I have to give them a reason to keep bending their knees. I have to give them a reason to get over the pain, you know, or the discomfort. So I play, I say jokes. I, I joke. I poke people. I, I say the wrong words. I do everything I can to make them but have so a good time. Confident, <laughs> so confident, so energetic, so fun. And I mean, if you are listening to this show <laughs> and you respect Elsie already, don't even try to do the yoga class. Just turn it on, scrape towards the middle so you can hear not the music, but like Elsie talking like yeah, mid-class. Right. It is something. Oh, thank it you. It is something. And I have to say that what a good idea to make it a podcast because compared to the yoga class I took last night where she was struggling to find the words, like you had the wherewithal to recognize it would be a good podcast because you talk the whole time. You're very detailed. You're very succinct and you're very energetic and it's good to listen to. I think you don't have to, like, I really didn't have to see you for, to know how to do the pose, to know how to, you know, reach for the sky, you know, open your heart, like just whatever. Like it was great. Thank you. You're really good. Really good. Thank you so much. I'm so, and I feel very intimidated by your talents now and that I (laughs) And I, that's why at the beginning of the show, I said, thank God she thinks I'm funny. Oh my God, you're so funny. Well, you know, and it's interesting because people do say that and you're right, Jess, and now taking it over to, to podcasting, doing that class, do, choosing to record myself when I was teaching Mm -hmm. forced me, really, truly, it forced me to get better because mm-hmm. I was, you know, when I first started, it, it was like that because it's really hard to describe things. It's really hard to use your words <laughs> to yes. say stuff. Usually Very when you hard. go, you kind of, really, yes. And you, I know that takes time and practice, yeah. right? Yeah. And then yeah. that's what really helped me. You have to remember too, that I used to teach 13 to 15 classes a week. Yeah. So right. I, I would record like, I don't know, three to five classes. Like I would just have them. And then and then even I was not critiquing myself, but I was feeding my, you know, feed, giving myself feedback. Oh, that was not a good idea. Cause if I said, okay, everybody turn that way, then that was yeah. like, well, what do you mean that way? Like, what does that mean to somebody that's listening? So I had to be really clear and say yeah. like, turn towards the long side of your mat. And like, I had to get, you should do that anyway, because they can't see, they can't all see you. Exactly. That's yep. why I thought she, you would be good for her to listen. Cause I'm like, she's, a, she's definitely been doing that. Right. So yeah. she must be good. I better make sure before I send her your way. And then when I listened, I was like, God damn world. Holy shit. I got crazy. It was crazy. Oh my God. You're so funny. You guys, thank God she thinks I'm funny. <laughs> really, she could really run the entire world without me. That's the truth. I don't even know what I add to this show. Oh, be quiet. You, you're, oh my don't God. Don't tell me. I'm not looking for compliments. I'm trying to compliment you, not feel bad for All myself. All right. Well, thank you. Saying. You're thank welcome. you, thank you. Thank I you. appreciate that. Thank you, Elsie. And now we're going to take it somewhere else. <laughs> Look, you can't even handle it. I can't I handle it. It's been like a lot. It. Dude, I can't handle it. Okay, so we're going to go <laughs> over to... to be on you. We've only been on the call for what? For 10 minutes. Yeah, but it's all been about yoga and me. So, okay. But now yeah. we're going to switch it over to Latinos and Hispanics, which is still me. But um, we're going to yeah, do that. Certainly not me. Hola. That's about all I've got for you there. Hola. But we got a little comment from the mighty Heather Ordover, which we're yeah. going to hear right now. So it's yeah. not really a question. Just a comment. Yes. Hello, Elsie and Jess. It is Heather from the Craft Lit Podcast. And I just finished hearing this one thing on episode 41 because I'm catching up. And oh my gosh, Elsie, 
I had the same cognitive dissonance going from Southern California to New York, where I taught high school in New York City. I said something to my kids early on in my teaching days there about, you know, my Latina students and my Latino students, and the kids all just blinked at me like I had walked off the surface of the sun. One of my boys told me later that his family is Hispanic because they are of Spanish origin on the island of Puerto Rico. They'd actually been in this country for many generations at this point, but that they were very proudly Hispanic. And I thought, oh, uh, I have a lot to learn now that I'm over on this side of the country. So I don't know if that's entirely where the split happened, but I have noticed East Coast, Hispanic, West Coast, Latina. So I, I don't know. That's all I remember <laughs> happening when I first moved to New York on that topic. And so I laughed aloud at the crazy. All right. Have a great one. Thank you guys so much for all you do. Have fun. Bye. All right. So I, you had something to say right after you heard that. Yeah. So after I heard it, I said, it's like Tupac and Biggie. Yeah. <laughs> but la, but for Latinos. For Latinos. Maybe that's East what Coast, it is. West Coast represent. I guess. Right? So funny. I had no idea. And I, doesn't I have, that make sense? If you were a New Yorker, I wouldn't want to be Latino. I'd want to be Hispanic. Would you? Because, yeah, because I feel like... I feel like the probably the Hispanics in New York are the ones that are like, you know, they're more like Ellis Island immigration type thing. And the ones in California, they're closer to like We've just gone Yeah, we've just gone over the border. We're like driving cars. Latino. It's more Caribbean tropical. When I think of Latino, I think of, you know, bright colored tropical Yeah, and when I think (laughs) of like yeah, Hispanic sounds right. It's like Mexicans that are um or, you know, or Spanish people that have immigrated, that have made the effort to immigrate from wherever, from well, Spain, wherever. Yeah, that true. That That's also, you know, true. yeah. So it's just confusing. Yeah. And I think it's just whatever you align with. And that maybe that's what it is. There's the answer. Yeah. Um, there's thank you, Heather, for your observation. <laughs> yeah. And um, I also think like people wearing black in New York and people wearing bright colors in California. Yeah, but somehow you Hispanic and Latino uh, uh, describes that those things equally as well. I don't True, know why, but, but then in my there's, head visually it works. But then there's Florida. Yeah, what's going on in Florida? Dude, Florida is, so is not black and white. Florida is lots of colors. They're Hispanic. Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's oh my not- God. No, no, no. I think that's just another huge mix because there's there's a lot of Spanish-speaking Latino-Hispanic peeps over in Florida. So I think that's a whole that's mishmash of like everything. Do you so, think they get along with the old people there, with the old Jews? <laughs> or do you think they like don't get along? I have, that's really who inhabits Florida, let's be honest. I have no like, idea. I honestly have like, no idea. Tourists, old people, and, Hispa- and, uh, and Hispanics, and Mex- right? I, well, yeah, we now we can't speak about. It, but there's a lot. There's a lot of Cubans and Puerto Ricans and Cubans Florida too. Did. Right? Yeah. Right. You're right. right. So yeah, yeah it's a yeah, whole other mishmash of stuff. Holy yeah. cow! All right, so we'll yeah. continue now. Thank you, Heather. Now and- I know that you're Dr. Drew and I'm Adam Carolla. <laughs> That's how I see us now because I've heard your show. I have such a complex. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. This is funny. Holy cow. All right.
So well, if you're listening, don't feel the need to to write and tell me. I mean, not that you would. Now I'm just patting myself on the back. You don't have to tell me if I have skills. I'm just <laughs> teasing Elsie because I'm so impressed by her. <laughs> oh, I'm fully confident that I have something to offer. She it, wouldn't do the show with me. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. I don't know what I, I'd be like lost. So yeah, I don't have an ego problem, just so you know. Okay. It's not a problem. <laughs> just teasing her. I'm teasing her because it's easy because she's humble. <laughs> she's, a, she's a good target. Oh my God. Oh my God. All right. So we're going to keep moving on because I got to keep okay. us going here. We have so yes. many things yes. to talk about. All I right. know so much. Yes. All right. Yes. So Kat Spat, Spata, I hate, I misset her name before too, but Kat Spata, Spata. yes. From um, The Blaze, The Blaze, which is a 90210 podcast. Um, and yet. About the show nine zero two one zero, not just the not just the zip. Code. Yes, sorry, Beverly Hills nine zero two one zero TV Good. show. Um, yeah. And so she has a question for us, and it's a very good one. So here we go. Hi, Elsie and Jess. This is Cat. I'm the co-host of the Blaze with Lizzie and Cat podcast. It's a weekly discussion show all about Beverly Hills nine zero two one zero. What else? One of the great things that's happened since our show started in December is that we've grown a loyal and engaged audience on social media. We have a ton of interaction on Instagram and Twitter, and enough to be happy about on Facebook. The question is, this doesn't seem to reflect totally in our podcast downloads. We've had a few spikes with specific episodes and certain guests, but it seems like lately our downloads have plateaued, even as our social media fan base has grown. We try to link to our show daily on Instagram and Twitter, but how do we convert these social media followers into listeners? Thank you. All right. So great question, right? Yes. I mean, when I heard this, I thought, damn, that's a good question. It's a hard question and it's a good question. Yeah. And it needs to be answered. <laughs> so so, I, because, so when we for, you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Because you said we might not agree. That's all right. You can go ahead. I mean, I don't know exactly what I think either. So go ahead because I have okay, some okay, thoughts okay. in my head. I want to hear you. Okay. Um, okay. Well, first of all, like when I go to her, I go to her Twitter, her, her whole show, their whole show is on Tumblr, which is fine. It's, you know, as I've said many times, you don't need a website and they're, they have a lot of, they probably have a lot of followers because it's on Tumblr, um, which is amazing. However, the first thing I notice is that like each episode is titled like last one says like episode 17 stand up and deliver episode 16 fame is where you find it and then there's a picture and some notes and then a tiny little link that says download episode 16 however post wise nowhere does it indicate that it's a podcast and this would normally not be a problem except that you're doing a show about television which also has episodes so my first indication is like yeah i wouldn't download it because i would think i was downloading 90210 episode 17 not the blaze episode 17 so i'd love for you to have in the title episode you know podcast episode 17 or the blaze episode 17 or the blaze is podcast episode 17 or something to indicate that you're not talking about 90210 episode 17 because for a new person looking at your tumblr i was just like wait are they talking about the tv episode or their episode it wasn't clear to me at first and i know i was going to a podcast site right so that's not good also i would like to see you have a player and i know tumblr sorry i sound like a snotty mess but like <laughs> i know that tumblr allows you to have um audio posts as well as other kinds of posts and i was kind of thinking well can they do the pictures and the notes and everything in one post i don't know if you can but if you can't have two posts that day do like uh 
push press play to hear today's episode and then do the notes at another post. Not, I mean, even if they publish at the same time, so what? Um, but just so that somebody can push play right from Tumblr so you can get those people listening and addicted right away. Because it's got to be addictive because the show's addictive. The right. show, for you to still be talking about it, I don't even think it's, what is it, 20 years later? You know, it's a good show. Yours yes. and theirs. <laughs> so, like... You've gotta, you've gotta make sure that they know what they're, that what they're getting into. Now let me go to your Twitter one second, so I can just see what's going on there. Well, let me just finish uh, commenting yeah, over here with the, with the Tumblr thing, <laughs> because also they host with Libsyn. So Libsyn has a direct. Um, you can basically we have an unpublished feature, which get we gets you once you publish something on tum on. I'm sorry, in Libsyn, it automatically cross posts over to Tumblr with a player. So that's actually one of the easiest ways to see it. I, I'm going to see if I can um, bring up Rob Walsh's son's podcast because he hosts his podcast on Tumblr. And it's basically super easy that it just cross posts over there. So that's really good. I really, I, I like what Jessica has just said to you about, about those, those specific things. Keep going, Jess, because I'm going to, um, do you find their, did you find their Twitter? Yeah, I found their Twitter. And I still have to reiterate, not a lot of attention on the fact that it's a podcast. And I mean, like, okay, like today she said, great news, the Blaze with Lizzie and Cat podcast will now be focusing on Aaron Spelling's hit soap. But it's an FB post, so it, it trails off, and then it says FB.me, which I personally think, like, they never get, like, clicked on, those FB posts. I think you should either double post or schedule post or something like that, because I feel like um, if you're coming right, if you're... If you're auto posting from Facebook, I don't know that you'll get as many clicks as you normally would. Um, I also think, um, okay, like I think your tweets are really good and a lot of them are, um, personal thoughts, which is fine, but I want, I want more attention on the fact that it's a podcast. Cause when you, even when you say new episode is up, see when I say new episode is up, the title of mine is Lady Business Radio. So, like, I think people know, like, to listen to it. But, like, the Blaze, it could be, again, because you're talking about TV, I worry that they're not sure. Um, so, in this week's episode, Stand Up and Deliver, we learn that Sky, Brenda's mentor is in performance, and then trails off, goes to Instagram, because it's an Instagram post. So, again, I don't think you're doing your Twitter any justice. And I think you could get a lot of listeners from Twitter, which brings me to my next point. You really need to grow your Twitter, because um, your followers, you, you have a you know a relatively healthy amount to begin with, but I think because your tweets are fun and funny... You could probably grow it more. That said, I can tell by the way that you're posting on Twitter, you probably don't enjoy Twitter, and that's okay. I don't either. I <laughs> auto-post most of mine from social oomph. I just want you to auto-post in a way that gives you the whole tweet, not just um, not just an indication that you're tweeting from somewhere else, if that makes sense. I would rather you po- have a full post and have it be a full Twitter post than have it be blah, 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 find this on Instagram, blah, 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 find this on Facebook. I think you would get more, more, um, more action there. And let me run to your Instagram if I could. Um, their Instagram is really cool. But now let me just, so what do you Instagram. have, what do yeah. you have to say about, 
Um, the fact, well, their description is pretty clear though. It says the blaze with Lizzie and Cass. It's a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. You, uh, the, it's yes. the Beverly Hills 90210 podcast you've been waiting for. So yes. now this is another thing too, though. Now just looking on the profile, something that I have seen a lot of our ladies do because I just, uh, put up like a, a Twitter list for she podcast as well. In case you, you ladies want to be part of it, you just let me know. You can tweet at she podcast and I'll add you to the she podcasters. So all women podcasters, uh, list. Mm-hmm. And so. So I've been looking at a lot of Twitters and something that has been really awesome that I have seen is that people's header, just like they have the 90210 uh, Blaze header here, mm-hmm. also include podcast and include little calls to actions like subscribe in iTunes or something like that because that um, immediately lets you know what it is. Right now, when I see this, I also see, ooh, that's obviously we recognize 90210. And in the description, it has it too. Yes. But, but it's a, so small. Yeah. In a glance, you might not be able to see it so it's like peep we're a podcast peep we're a podcast and, and i want to yeah but i i agree more listen download on itunes now listen now right. hear it now i don't see a lot of here listen like a lot right. of calls to action that tell you to listen right in and, fact none that tell you to listen you're just right. hey it's up that's right. And Check then, this, and here's the other yeah. thing too. Um, you can do what you're doing because you're on Pinterest, you are on Instagram and on yeah. Facebook and you're cross posting. You can yeah. do that. But in addition to that, you also need to have Twitter specific stuff. I have found that at least for, yeah. for when I was running the Lipson, uh, I'm, I'm still running the, the social media for Lipson. Um, what wasn't working was the cross posting of Facebook to Twitter for me. People didn't necessarily, I was thinking well, that it was that it was going to that it's gonna, look yeah it was not good yeah. so then yeah. i just disconnected both of them and then i just curated both completely different audience they're actually completely different audiences my facebook peeps and my twitter peeps on Lipson are completely different so um and you know so you have to start to see that now the instagram stuff you can absolutely cross post but you should also have that like another post that's specifically for that you can even just have you know those images be be with a tweet or craft the, um, what do you call it? This is what I do for my own Instagram as well. When I don't want people to click through the Instagram, what I do is I just completely create a 140 character update to cross post from Instagram to, to Twitter really easy. Cause you could do that yeah. with a button. Mm-hmm. So I just craft something that's super short. So go, go, go. So, well, so let's let this be an, a lesson to everyone listening. Um, because even looking at their Instagram and now I've looked at their Twitter and their Tumblr, I, I want to say that people, people on the web are, you have to think of them like sheep. They don't know what to do or where to go ever. If you don't say a word like listen, they will not know to listen. If you, if you say check us out, that could mean anything. It could mean go right, to our right. Tumblr, go to our website. It, you have to say, listen now, click on iTunes, download today, check out our podcast. I mean, you have to be very specific with calls to action. Your calls to action are, hey, guess what? We're here. It's fantastic. That's not really a call to action. A call to action is listen to today's episode now. And I have check it out too. But again, I have my in my title, it's radio. So if you say... um, Podcast episode is up now. Check it out. That's better than, um, you know, today's episode is up. It's all about this. That's not a call to action either. You have to tell them to listen. And it should be at the front. Listen now. Download now. Download today's episode. You know, and and make them, you can always make them different. But, like, I, I really do, for all of you listening, tell them to listen. 
tell them to listen. And I think your Instagram, um, you could, you could grow that a little bit too. I don't know what your Facebook looks like. Um, but I can tell you this cat, um, make it as big as possible and then pull those contacts into Instagram and Twitter because you need to, you, you, I mean, I don't know how long you've been doing your show, but, um, and I know you're getting good feedback or whatever, but the more people that you have engaging on all of them, the more listeners you have. So just friend and follow everyone you've ever met, even if you hate them secretly, not people that, you know, won't follow you back. Like, like famous people, like don't like not like Adam Carolla or whoever, but like me, I would follow you back, you know, friend me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'll follow you back. And then there's one more person where I could just be like, Oh, I, I remember that episode. I want to hear that, you know, just, you know, because all it takes is one tweak to pique my fancy and get me hooked. Totally. But if you, but if, but if you're not connecting with everyone you guys have ever met, I don't have a chance to do that. Neither does Elsie. Neither does anyone that you've met and she podcasts or wherever. Right. And then so, <clears throat> just uh, yeah. to kind of, I've been playing again a lot with Instagram and, and, and I would suggest to you guys also to perhaps do what, uh, what I was doing or what I've been doing with she podcast on and Instagram just to test it because I think this might also help, especially when you're having like a really keyed on episode about something specific or something, you know, a new episode that you put out instead of having the link go to your tumblr.com, you can create, uh, like a bit.ly link for, that specific episode inside of iTunes. Yes. Yes. So I talked about this, I think, in the last episode where you can create a bit.ly link, you can hide it and make it shorter so that you can definitely say right off the bat inside of that image, whatever that image is for that specific week's episode, you can say, listen, listen by tapping the link in the profile and it'll take you directly to the podcast app. Like it, and in that way, one, they literally just have to do one tap and then you're there just to test it. And what's really cool about bit.ly too, it, it, the reason I'm saying bit.ly and not pretty link, which is if you're using a WordPress site, that's what I would say. But bit.ly, you can also track, you can track to see how many people have linked on that. So I would suggest, uh, have clicked on that. Um, I would suggest using a bit.ly link that you only put in Instagram and, and name it that specific thing for Instagram. You can name it whatever you want just to test it and see how that works. Because right now going into the Tumblr, again, the, the your Tumblr page, which is awesome. Again, it's really, really cool. It's very, um, it's, you can see it, you love it. You kind of want to know more about it, but we really need to know how to subscribe, especially if people are coming from Instagram to your Tumblr, they're just going to think you have a great Tumblr. That's it. Do you have anything else to add? Cause you were going to talk about No, no, no. I just think, I think, uh, yeah, really being aware of what you're doing online and having it be very, um, I guess strategic and purposeful is, will I think help you a lot. Yeah. That's and I have one more comment for you ladies. <clears throat> this is something that you can do specifically inside of your Libsyn account. Uh, currently in your Libsyn account, let me really quickly see, cause I have you up here. So your name of the show that you put into your lips and, you know, settings is The Blaze with Lizzie and Cat, which is, I believe, what is also in iTunes. If I, I may be wrong about that, I should definitely should have looked. Because what you do need to have, too, is maybe even um, uh, add to, to that description only for iTunes, only for iTunes, like The Blaze with Lizzie and Cat, and then like colon, and unofficial Beverly Hills 902... 1 podcast. Yeah. Because that way, some people are going to start 
to go into into what do you call it into iTunes looking for 90210. They're not going to be looking for the Blaze. Yeah. Uh, so if you can just add that just for iTunes, you don't have to name your podcast that. It's just just in iTunes in the title. Have Beverly Hills 90210 in the title somewhere. Just so when people search for it, they'll find you. They'll better. find it. Yes, absolutely. That's a good point. Even though it's in the description, so descriptions don't really work as well than as as um, the title does. The title actually is one of the key things, as well as your author field are two of the key things to put it. So if you want to do it like that, you can put Beverly Hills 90210 in the author, or you can put it in the title. And that would really help, especially for when people are looking for that. Cause they'll, you know, people are going to be going into iTunes, trying to buy um, old 90210 episodes or something. How cool would it be if there's like a podcast about it? Because people who are buying 90210 episodes are possibly fans. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that would be really, really cool. So so there, you have it. We got you got a lot of stuff to go on here. Yay. Yeah. So I hope that was helpful. Yay, absolutely. So, okay. So here's something else that I thought um in terms of talking about stats, ladies. We have never really done this in the past, but I thought about bringing you some stats because we get a lot of questions about immediate monetization, right? Uh, and I, I believe you can have an online business. Obviously, that's something that I've done for a while, as has Jess, but not necessarily at this moment making money directly from this podcast. And it's not until now that we started our little Sheepy VIP, which we have earned some money based upon the community that we have built. Mind you, we're going to be coming up into a year episode, a year, yeah, our one year anniversary, anniversary here very soon in the summertime. But it's taken us this long to get to this place. So I don't want you guys to feel that you can start to make buco bucks <laughs> right from the get-go. If you already have a business, it may bring you more clients right, right away, but that won't be your podcast making money. It'll be you making more money as a result of your podcast, which is different. Yes, absolutely. And also, you know, podcasting can expand your reach, which makes, you know, it makes your, whatever that might be, whether it's your list that you're trying to build or whether it's just a, it's like a social media followers that you're trying to build. All that stuff is going to grow because of the podcast. Mind you, you're not going to be able to immediately make money off of that, of those numbers. There's a lot of work that goes to it. So I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about how people are listening to your podcast so that you can start to really sense what you really need to pay attention to. So these stats are coming from the month of January of 2015 for Libsyn, for, for Libsyn as a whole. So we're talking about, about 18,000 accounts this data is coming from. So boom. boom. So that's a lot. So right now, uh, there, sixty-four point seventy-two percent of all downloads were directly from mobile devices. That's like a that's insane. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's sixty-four point seven two percent. So obviously, mobile is really important, which is why really important. Which I was telling the Blaze girls to do the Instagram direct link over to the podcast app because more people are apt to do that than start you know, start typing their Tumblr log thing in there or whatever, you know, it's easier for people to just click a link and start to listen. 32, 35.23% of all downloads were directly to a computer, 
which was, um, uh, according to Rob, was a tad uh, lower than December and also a tad lower than December for the other ones. So it just means that 35 people, 35.23% uh, of people are kind of streaming off of your computer to listen to this kind of stuff. Um, and set-top boxes, which I think most of you guys don't even know what those are. Those are like Apple TV or Roku's and things like that. It's about a 0 .04 point, point I didn't know 0 that they were called set-top boxes. No, oh, you didn't? Okay, yeah, no, those I are, had no idea. Yeah, those are, are what those are called. I learned something. You learned something. And then in terms of iOS to radio, uh, iOS to Android ratio, it's a mm. 4.13 to 1. So that's, again, pretty huge. So for every five... What does that mean? I, Wait, it means... Basically, for every five iPhones, there's one Android listener. Okay. So it's just like, it's five to one. So if you're going to, again, if you're going to focus on building an audience and you only have a certain amount of time, or if you're, only, if you're thinking about trying to be very inclusive, just know that it's a five to one ratio in terms of Android. When that starts to kind of move and change, then you can start to adjust whatever it is that you're doing. That's why people say like subscribe in iTunes because... More likely than not, it's going to be from somebody who is using some kind of iOS device. So uh, in terms of user agents, this is something that, or like technology, which is what's called on, on Libsyn Stats, Apple Core Media is at over at 48.75%. So Apple Core Media is like anything that you are, uh, it, that is basically being downloaded from your iPhone uh, that would include uh, apps, like let's say I have the LC's Yoga Class podcast app, and so if anybody downloads that app and streams my content via that app, that's going to be counted as an Apple Core Media stat. Wow. Uh, also, uh, Safari, uh, mobile Safari downloads. Anytime that you tap on Chrome, even, and you tap that button, you know, mobile, and then it comes up that little um, that little cue that comes up. Uh, when you start to listen to it, all of that stuff is Apple Core Media. So it, right now it's at 48.75% of all downloads, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so basically, and then iTunes, which is completely different, iTunes would be the podcast app, is 13.10%. Basically all Apple software overall is 64.18 of all downloads. So the, Rob calls it the 800-pound gorilla, which means absolutely anything that has to do with Apple you have to really kind of push because that's 64% of your audience, basically. Mm -hmm. That's where it's coming from. Yep. So after that, we go into really, really small numbers in terms of um, uh, browsers like Chrome, Firefox, Mozilla, all that kind of stuff, uh, which are really, really short. Uh, they're basically 5.74 and below of all browsers. So all browsers combined were 18.66%. So still, if you're going to capitalize on something, doing it for, for media for, for mobile is like really super important. Um, and now we're going to talk about a little bit about the median and the mean numbers for podcasts as a whole. So again, this is a lot of, this is a lot of numbers and you might, Rob always says like, he says like, please park your car or drink something and don't be driving when we're talking about this because you might crash. <laughs> so oh my God. <laughs> so for all the episodes released in January, when we were looking at their download numbers to the, at the end of February, the median number was 195. So what that means is that half of the episodes all this would be like in 18,000 accounts for all of the download numbers half of the episodes had more than 195 downloads a month and the other half had less than 195 downloads a month 
So if you start to think about that, that's like, you know, thousands of people who are not getting more than 195,000, I mean, 195 downloads a month. Hmm. So that gives you an idea of... Wait, say that one more time. Half the people aren't even getting 200 downloads a month? Yes. That means that that, that's the median number. They're dead and they're dead, right? Well, 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 not really dead. No, no, no. That's just, that's just average. That's just average stuff. Like this is like stuff. This is why people don't understand. Like they're like, why am I not getting so many downloads? Because like 195 downloads a month, half of our listeners, that would be 9,000 podcasts are not getting 195 more, more than 2000, not, not the 200 uh, downloads a month. That's insane. Right. That seems so low. I know it's super low. And that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm just saying that's because people keep looking at the larger numbers. This is why I wanted to bring this to the table. Now that's the median number. Here we go to the adjusted mean or average. And so what Rob does is he throws out, he throws out the top 0.5% of all. And then he, he throws out any podcast with three downloads or less in this. And that adjusted mean was 1,921. So 1921 a month is the adjusted mean or average for uh, the podcast. So if, so basically if you get more than 195 downloads per episode per month, you are better than half of the people out there. If you get more than 1,921 you are better than average. So per, those, per month. Not per episode. Per month. Per month. Per month, yeah. Per month. Uh, so those are your real measuring sticks so that you can go by. So you can talk about that kind of stuff. And um, Well, yay. <laughs> well, yay. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that For, up. But the, I feel bad now because I, hmm. I don't know why other people aren't getting the same. I mean, maybe they don't expect the same numbers to be doing as well. But if you're not getting 200, 200 downloads per month, but per episode, right. Per month, per month, this is per month. Uh, if you're not getting 200, yeah. Well, see, here's the thing, Jess. And I think this is a, this is why I wanted to bring or have this conversation now is because a lot of people just think like they get so happy. You, you see people going like, Oh my God, I got so many thousands of downloads and my God. And then people get so sad when they're like, Oh, I'm not getting very many. And they're already getting 200 downloads a month. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, go ahead. No, keep going. I was going to say, I always, I always try to imagine all the people who have downloaded it in one room together because then I feel like there's better perspective. Like if you have a wedding with 200 people, that's a very expensive wedding. Right. So like it's not that bad if it's two hundred a month, but at the same time, like I, I don't know, I, I, I guess, yeah. When there's so many people out there that are like, I've hit five thousand a month, like, wh- why are they getting it and we're not? Well, I think it just depends, and, and the thing is, it's just the people that are screaming as well, right? Because you're letting people know these numbers because they seem to be so big, and I think what <sighs> makes true. me. What makes me point. really frustrated? Nobody's frustra- bragging about their hundred downloads. Yeah, month. it's kind of like when you start to hear, You're like, right. "Oh, I had my first, you know, launch with over six figure launch." 
Yeah, it's you know, only the six feet. Yeah, you don't hear like the. I just had my first four figure launch. Yeah, because because that's really. I mean, that's really the. I would say that that's very normal, and that's really yes. exciting. Yes. And there's times when some of us are just really happy to get two or three sales on something. You know what I mean? So, but we're not like out there going like, "Yay, I got my three sales." Yeah, but but it's you just see like those big things, and then like the big is like, oh my god, I want that, right? But that's really not the norm. So I wanted people to understand that, so that if you start pod, okay, so now we go back to why we started uh, kind of to have this conversation before about monetization and making money off of this, and how you can kind of grow the entire. You don't think about moving from down to up and getting more, more, more that way, but more like as a vertical kind of growth. Because if you start to think about that, if if 9,000 podcasts out there, and yours could be one of them, are getting less than 200 downloads a month, then are you going to be making money? Is your reach going to be as huge as you wanted to? Even if you're making 500 a month, is uh, that going to yeah. make or break your business? Um, I don't think so. No. I, and so, so when people start to talk about like the amount of downloads that they're going to get or how they can get make money off of this. You have to understand that if you're, if the, if like the mean number is less, it's like 195 downloads. That means that that's how many listeners, like if you can average it out, that's like about how many d- listeners you might have. So are you going to make money off of 200 people that just listen to your podcast just because, you know, you said, Hey, sign up for this. Yeah. I don't that's think low. so. I know. Right. So (laughs) I wonder if people listening are going, well, forget it. I'm not going to bother podcasting if that's all I'm going to get. Exactly. And so if that, if if, really, if you're feeling that already right now, then quit from the get go. Cause you're going to, right now, because then you're going to be wasting your time. You're not coming into it from the perspective of somebody who really wants to build this platform for yourself because you love it. And that's why I want to focus on that because I, I think it's a sale that is, is really easy to make and it's not really hard, easy for you to, to continue on. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. It is incredible. I mean, the things that Jess and I have, have gotten just from podcasting in a year has been insane. I mean, I, I can't even, yeah. I mean, we're, we've talked about that. We're blown away by the kind of response that we've gotten. I'm kind of amazed at the amount of people that are talking about us yeah. and it's really awesome. Are we rich? Our first month we had 476 downloads. Yeah. And that was, but again, you had a platform. I had a platform. Yeah. You know, we both had something that we were working towards and people a kind year of, later though, it's like 10 times that. That's great. It's almost, we're almost at 4,000. Which is really nice. Should we not tell people that? No, I don't think we're, well, you have to be really clear about where those 4,000 are coming from because, yeah. Oh, look at how cute. Anyway, um, so (laughs) I got. Oh, look at squirrel. Oh, look at squirrel. (laughs) I know. So that's what I'm saying. I think that it depends on, you have to look at your stats very specifically. And also what Rob was talking about was also general stats. So he was talking about download numbers. And again, I've talked about this before, that in order to find what your core audience is, like what your subscriber number is, is I would look at every episode a month afterwards. Again, if you publish on, let's say, April 1st, then you Mm -hmm. have to look at those numbers for only that episode on May 1st. Right. 
to That's see right. what that number is because that will give you more of a of an understanding of what your monthly downloads are. And in fact, I would remove perhaps the last two weeks. So I would actually just look at the first two weeks for your core subscriber base because I would just imagine that your core listeners would already download immediately your podcast within the two weeks that you've um, put it out. That would be the your yeah. hardcore listeners. So that's going to even scale the number down even more. But you have to understand that it's that. It's not over, overall stats are like really exciting and fun, but um, that's really not the reality. So if you, and, and the reason I'm saying this is if, because if you book a, a sponsor based upon what you think your stats are and you start to sell your monthly stats overall, meaning from episode one to whatever you have, the cumulative stats, that's not the people that are going to be listening to the sponsor ad. Yeah. And so you're not going to get the results that you're looking for there. The ROI is not going to pan out for your sponsors. So you have to be super clear about that. That's why it's, for me, you need to be building this platform for at least, in my in my book, at least a year to start to think about um, actually making money. You can set up systems. You can absolutely start building a list. You can absolutely start, you know, having calls to action for your listeners. You can do that. I would just say, don't expect, don't expect a bunch just, you know, set the systems down. And then that way, when you really do push something, you'll get results. Yeah. Anyway. Smart. I should shut up now because my mom told me this is what my, of course, my mom's like, hey, I listened to your podcast. And I said, thanks, mom. And then she said, it's long. And I Aww. said, yes, it is, mom. And then she goes, you talk a lot. <laughs> Does that mean I don't talk enough? Well, I don't know. And then I was like, really? I thought Jess talks a lot. Do I talk a lot? I think we both talk a lot. Yeah. I have rants and then I, I mean, you know, I don't interrupt you because I'm trying to not do that anymore on shows <laughs> because I'm bad. I'm bad about interrupting, but I don't know. Don't, you don't have to shut up now. I'm perfectly happy to listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I just feel I don't know. I know people are so antsy to monetize it and it's such an exciting space and a new space. And I feel like this news is probably really discouraging. And I feel sad because I always encourage people to do a podcast because it's so, it's done so much for me that I worry that now people are listening going, well, it's not going to do dick for me. Never mind. Well, well, you don't, shouldn't worry. Well, I don't want that person because it, you really do need a steady person who's going to be doing this. And again, I mean, there's I feel like the people that I've taught though, don't get those numbers. No, because I be wrong, but because they're passionate, I, they're totally committed. They want yeah. this beyond they've got, they've got, they've already have something. And see, here's the other thing too, which I, I think those 9,000 are people who are doing it on their own who have no help or training because I feel like anyone who's taken podcasting school for women, most of those women, I think get at least a thousand uh, a month. Absolutely. Be- and least. again, it's because of the training. It's because the understanding of all those tiny little tweaks, like we were just talking with and the, the marketing and, and the, the, yep. Yeah. And, and the, the putting, yeah, yeah. all and of those things and the, are yeah. super important because we equip and that's the other thing equipping. I'd rather you give you this truth now so that we can set you up so that you can overcome that so that you don't have expect. I don't want expectations based upon numbers that you're just not going to get. So if you do get those numbers, because the X factor is always iTunes, if you do get those numbers, then it's going to be, you're going to be set. 
yes. right? You're going to be able to take action. And the other thing too, is that it's just like that. If you do your research, if you're committed, if you understand the kind of show you want to put out, if you know who your audience is, if you if you have an exist, existing base, good for you. If you don't, then you start to build it. I mean, all those things that you talked about in the past too, where you're like, you know, get your Twitter account or, you know, start gather, start seeing where the people are that you that want to listen to you. And you can do that. You can have so many, so such fantastic success if you work your butt off and you figure out the details before you launch. It's just that expectations afterwards. I just, it just breaks my heart because then it's like, how do, how do you make, well, how many downloads do I need to make, to make money? Like, and really the way that the podcasting industry at this moment is in terms of sponsorship, the way that the uh, general is general industry is, is not going to be making you money. I mean, they're going to yeah. be paying you like what? $25 for every thousand downloads. How much money are you going to be making on that? That's, That's like, not what I make. Well, yes. no. What I'm saying, well, That's you the model, but the model doesn't work for shows like ours. Exactly. Absolutely. And that's, that's the whole point. I think that's what we're teaching or that's what I want you ladies to know is that you've got to find other ways. If you really want to make money, you mm-hmm. have to get super creative and you've got to really test models for yourself. Mm -hmm. There is no turnkey solution for podcasters like most of us. There are some that are, if you have a a, a crap ton of downloads, like some of the biggies out there, then yeah, you do like a, I mean, everything's all set up. They're going to be coming out and they're going to be wanting to give you money and you can make a ton of money based upon just down, basically just volume, but that doesn't happen very often. So you have to be creative about it. That's all. Wah, wah. Wah, yeah. Wah. Here's a perfect example. Um, we have a friend who just launched her podcast today, and I won't say who it is because I don't know if she listens, and she is my good friend. Um, but she launched her show today, and I notice it says, um, waiting for it to go up on iTunes, but at least it's up on my site, so I'm launching. Now, her downloads are going to be all messed up. Because, oh, no, maybe not, because it's still Libsyn. If she's using Libsyn, Mm -hmm. she'll still be sending people to download it on her website, which will probably still do the downloads. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like that's skewing her numbers because how long is it going to be up without it being on iTunes? Then once iTunes accepts it, it's going to be totally different or she can't get anyone to review it on iTunes so it'll stay up a little longer. Like, it's a little – I don't know. People can launch however they want. I'm just saying – I think it's interesting that, you know, she's a person who hasn't had, um, I guess she's kind of doing it on her own and Mm -hmm. she did a good job, but like, I don't know. I just, I question that strategy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I I understand affect things. I understand what you're talking about. I think that for her core audience, it might, it might not, uh, affect too much. But I think that maybe if, especially at the beginning, if you really do want to kind of like, um, really capitalize on the iTunes thing, right? It's going to be harder. It's going to be harder for you to shift people from listen, listen to my new podcast to go into iTunes and download or subscribe. 
right? Because that's two different things. And if they've just listened to a podcast, if you do your first podcast, and then they, and then you send them, and now you have to go subscribe once in it. What? Wait, once it's in iTunes, <laughs> then it becomes ice tunes. Once it's in ice tunes, um, then it's a little bit harder to get people to do two things at once. So yeah, I I kind of agree about that, uh, and. Yeah, I, but that's but that's what I'm saying. It's like we're talking. I can't believe that there's this many people with low downloads, and then I see you know there's some a very small, tiny little thing, and that could be really skewing stuff. Like, is that going to mess up her downloads? Is that going to mess up her launch strategy? Not doing it a specific way to get the maximum amount of exposure. Anyway, maybe I I mean maybe if there's that nine thousand people doing it themselves that aren't following, you know, that are learning the hard way. And I'm not trying to sell anything that I provide. I'm just saying, like, that's probably, that could be why. Right. Is that, or they don't have a workflow for marketing it or just whatever. Right. And especially what works, because see, this is another thing that we wanted to talk, I mean, that I, I feel is important too. Just because, and again, we're, it's so hard to say kind of stuff like this. Just because you're an amazing marketer and you've been marketing things online for a long time doesn't necessarily transfer to marketing a podcast, which is a completely other different thing. And so it's, it's, it's a, there's a lot of people who don't really quite know exactly what it is. So you're, you're asking them to do something that a lot of people still are trying to figure out what the heck a podcast is or, or, or even how to describe how to do it. So it, it, there's a challenge when it comes to that. And I feel that there are a lot, there's actually a lot of free resources out there that you can look at. You just have to do a little bit more research. And just because somebody did it one way doesn't mean it's going to work for you. That's what's so hard about podcasting because it, it kind of does take a life on its own. And the only way to find out what works for you is after you start to do it for months. <laughs> yeah. And then it's going to go, oh my gosh, these things are working. Oh, wow. I have so many fans here. Oh, I didn't know that these fans were here. Right. Yeah. So it just becomes a little bit of a challenge. Um, so anyway, the last comment. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. The last comment I'd like to make about monetizing is, and this is something I've always, always advised people to do. Once you start your show, people start asking you for something. That right there is how you make money. So for me, people started asking me how I podcast. How, how do uh. you set up a podcast? Can you help me set up my podcast? I don't know. I'd love to do what you do. I don't have no idea how to do it. And when I looked at the other sources on how to do it, I thought, well, they're not very tech friendly. They're not very women life friendly. They're kind of, you know, and that's why I created what I created because I didn't feel like there was anything out there to help the people who were asking me. Not right. because I didn't want to say like, oh, here, John has an ebook, but because I thought for the people who were asking me, maybe it wasn't enough. And so, uh, and they maybe needed a gentler, not that he's not gentle, but you know, like a gentler approach to podcasting just in general, that it's, it can't all be balls out all the time, that you need to fit it in. <laughs> so um, for you, that'll be something different. Like people will, you know, maybe with Elsie's yoga class, people are asking her for more and more and more classes. Maybe she could have sold CDs with certain, with wake up themes or relaxed themes or ab themes or core themes. And if she wanted to make a business from that podcast, she could easily do it. It's just that she would have to keep podcasting and then go on there and be like, today's ab core, you know, is, is, um, 
featured in this. If you want to buy it, here's a down. But you have to wait for people to ask you for stuff. You don't Absolutely. know maybe necessarily what they're going to want to buy from you. Yep. They, can t- they can tell you. Absolutely. So, and yeah. I, I actually had so all just, of that. Everything so, you just said, I've had, I had happen. So hang on to your shorts, ladies. Hang on to your shorts. Yeah, and it's absolutely possible. Now, kind of switching to pro- the the subject here and possibly wrapping it up because I think we have a whole other subject here coming up that I think we we probably probably shouldn't talk about right now because it's too long. But this okay. article, this was shared with me uh, or with the She Podcast community, and I thought it was lovely. And this is from Lisa Rowan, and you heard her lovely voice in one of our past episodes when she was asking about growing her her base. And she uh, shared this, and I thought this was brilliant. And there's an image here. So, ladies, I want you guys to kind of check this image out too, but I will read you the entire post simply because it's short. And it has a really great um, focus. She says, um, uh, this week's episode of Call Your Girlfriend answered listener questions about how to start a podcast. Eventually, the conversation devolved into there aren't many women in podcasting, which I've found over the last year to be absolute bullshit. When Karen <laughs> when Karen did oodles of research before starting our show, she found that there were plenty of women in podcasting, but very few women in the top charts of iTunes. That's what I just told you. Exactly. We were just talking about this? Yes, we did. We've seen great growth in podcasting over the past few years from both men and women, but the women-led podcasts still aren't going to drop off the sky and into your lap. You have to find them. We have to help each other find them. So when people tell you there are no women in podcasting, show them what you've got. you've got. You've been digging lately. Get out your iTunes or whatever player you have on your phone and show off your subscriptions. We have to build listeners for women one fan at a time. And Amen, she's, girl. Amen. I know, right? So um, she's got this wonderful image and it says, when they say there are no women in podcasting, show them your phone. So ladies, we are putting a shout out here and a call to action for all of you guys. And this is fueled by Lisa Rowan from the Pop Fashion Podcast um, to to do this. You know, when people say that there are no women in podcasting, you t- you tell them no, that they're wrong. And it's just really just the top, the top. And really it's because we are not advocates for our own stuff. We need to do it. We need to totally do it. And we need to support each other and tell people about other women led podcasts because nobody else is going to do it. <laughs> That's right. Who's so, going to do it? Who's going to do it? So I will- no. Adam Curry. Mark Barron's not talking about women podcasters. Not so much. So here we are. You guys can share this image if you want in social media. It will be a, a link in the show notes. And thank you, Lisa, so much for sharing this on the She Podcast page. Uh, I think this is something that we absolutely need to have. And also, men, guys, if you listen, because I know you do, because we get a you lot know of you tweets. Do. We, you get a lot of tweets from you guys. And, yeah. and, you know, if people keep saying that when they say that there are no women in podcasting, again, Lead, tell them at least about She Podcast if that's the only thing that you listen to. But I'm sure that there are the women-led podcasts that you listen to as well. Just go ahead and share that. It's just that, again, it's just that we're not in the top of iTunes. That's the only thing. You know, I, I'm surprised people are still saying that even after Serial. Yeah, they, I have a feeling that they don't. They I don't, think they, they see Serial as its own thing. Like Serial. Like it's like its own yeah, it's phenomenon. Yeah. So, but it is a women-led podcast. And again, like all the BuzzFeed stuff that we talked about last time, it's all women-led. I mean, it's all, it's the entire production for the BuzzFeed podcast is women, all of it. Producers, like everything, 
post the whole shebang. So, um, so there, so that's your call to action, ladies. Go ahead and do that. <laughs> and, um, I think we're done for today, Jess. Are we? Yes, I think I'm done. Right. <laughs> we can move all this other stuff next time. So. All right. All right. And so we are currently at New Media Expo. So uh, you can give us a shout out. Follow the hashtag. I'm sure there's a hashtag, hashtag NMX. And you can perhaps see the She Podcast uh, Twitter uh, page. Maybe we'll be posting some stuff uh, as well as follow Jess and I in Instagram or Twitter. And you can find us over at, at YoGeek and at Jess Kufferman and uh, check out what we're doing in NMX this week. Yes, I'm coming in at 2 p.m. today. Yay! Oh, my, I'm, I'm coming in at, I think, earlier than that, like 10 in the morning today. On oh, Monday, though, right? Yes, Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See you there, we See you there, we And I think we're going to co- – oh, and if you get this, if you listen, if you're one of those people that listen like right away, send us some feedback because we're going to be recording face-to-face, um, at, hopefully, over at NMX uh, during the week. So that's going to yes. be really fun. Lots of Elsie and Jess selfies. Yes. Together. Yes. 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 Oh, wait, (gasps) wait, wait. What? There's also going to be, damn it. I wish I had the details for this nailed down. Search me out at Jess Kupferman at Twitter. There's going to be a women's podcast meetup at NMX. It's probably going to be Tuesday night, which is tomorrow night. If you're listening to this right when it came out. I don't know the details yet because I'm working on it with one of the satellite sisters and she just went to Germany. So I have to sort of nail down the details, but please tweet me. I'm going to try and tweet the crap out of it. Um, women's podcasting meetup at NMX. Look for it. Ask me for it. If you see me, ask Elsie. We'll know by the time we're there. So please try and find us because we really want to meet you. Yes, absolutely. So yes, NMX, we met, meet up, meet up, meet up. Okay. Yes. Yo, Thank yo. you. Yeah, Thank yes. You. Love you guys. Love Love you guys. Love you. Love you. Okay. Bye. Bye.